Looking for a job isn't easy. It used to be that you could apply at a big name tech company and build a great career for yourself. But times have changed. Many of these companies have gone full woke. And if you aren't the right gender, ethnicity, you don't use pronouns, or if you're not an activist for the preferred cause, then good luck. Why would you risk your career on that? At Red Balloon, we're connecting good employees with top quality companies that value you for your skills and your work ethic, not your social activism score. Employers who post jobs on Red Balloon are focused on creating an enjoyable and productive work culture, free from divisive woke mandates. So if you want to find a serious career path without the nonsense, come to Red Balloon and post your resume today. Because you shouldn't have to choose between your job and your values. That's redballoon.work, where you can find your future. Hey yo, welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Life Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox. Um, I'm the water boy. Uh, is, is the sound working well, David? You seem really smooth and cool. You like you just really laid back. Like I'm somebody's chill. already took your juice today. It's Thursday. Uh, it's, I've been on. I had another two-hour call. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't yes, tell us. No, 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 yeah, don't no, tell yeah. us about it. No, no. Hey, not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Employees who worked hard were rewarded, and employers looked for people who could do the job, not for people who had the right political views. Redballoon.work is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. If you are a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not identity politics, then post a job on redballoon.work. If you're an employee who's being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current zeitgeist, post your resume on redballoon.work and look for a new job today. Redballoon.work, the job site where free speech is still alive. Redballoon.work. Hey, wait, but there's more. Yes. Ooh. By the way, you might not know this, guys, but CrossPolitik is hiring. Sort of. Yes, kind of. Speaking. A little bit. Speaking of free speech and free work, <laughs> CrossPolitik is hiring. You guys are like really down on my ad. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you got to fit it. I mean, it's kind of like. We're looking for a contracted journalist who would like to work alongside CrossPolitik to further our mission to cover politics to the glory of God. It's going great. Yeah. This position, while un. Paid. <laughs> <laughs> There's the punchline. Uh, uh, offers meaningful opportunity for exposure. We what we don't pay you in money, we pay you in glory. Yeah. You know that for line? journalists who want to write from a biblical worldview on our show. You know that line in New York? It's like, hey, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. If you can make it across politics. Yeah. You, yeah. You Come on, you guys. Come on. Much, yeah. So if you can go to Red Balloon. No. Yeah, that's where you go to Red Balloon, actually, to apply for this. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I thought you were sending them away. Like, no. <laughs> get a job with us. You go to Red, Red Balloon, Balloon actually, actually our, our job is at Red Balloon? Yeah, yeah. It's at oh. Post on Red Balloon. <laughs> I mean, I like Red Balloon and all, but I, did, I was you know, yeah. a capable journalist. I wanted them that's to come funny. to us first. So if you're a motivated, capable writer who's not afraid to take risks and not a afraid to be associated with Gabe and Knox and me, Ooh. we would love to interview you. In this position, you would write one or two pieces of quality journalism for Fight, Laugh, Feast per month. And hey, maybe you had something really amazing. We'd have you on the show. Yeah. Right. Man on the ground stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, I hate to I hate to, br I hate to start here. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I'm going to torch you guys with a clip from The View. Oh, no. This is yeah. kind of our, um, you know, torture of the week here. Yeah. <laughs> this is, we need to 
We need to do a segment. Torture of the week. No. Um, uh, this is The View talking about, uh, what, what was the context? Her name is Patty Lapone. Yeah, She's yeah. an actress. Um, she mostly does theater. You kind of mm-hmm. probably know her from Penny Dreadful. If you're a Christian, you don't watch that stuff anyway. <laughs> uh, so, But she was on The View, and they basically yeah. asked her, how do you feel about the all the stuff that Ron DeSantis is doing down in Florida right, with, with the trans stuff. laws right. and right. everything like that? Protecting children. Protect, yeah. Okay. <laughs> how do you feel about Ron DeSantis protecting children? children? And she said this. DeSantis and the LGBTQ. Well, that's extremely upsetting. Oh. That is extremely upsetting. Yeah. These are human beings. Yeah. And I could cry. They're not harming anybody. No. No. Just talking about I babies. don't know why yeah. he's doing this. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, and I've said this before, and I'm going to get in trouble. But I have said this before, and it's been in print. I don't know what the difference between our Christian right and the Taliban is. I have no idea what the difference is. You're not the only person who's said that. I don't, I, I, I just don't know what the difference is. Yeah. What's happening in this country right now in the name of religion is so dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not this country. <laughs> it, if you don't know the difference between the Taliban and evangelical Christians. I, I got an idea. Yeah. I would like to take up a fund in which we fly Patty. What's her name? Lapone. To Afghanistan, mm. mm-hmm. you know, f- all no head coverings, no head coverings, no or anything, ex- yeah. all expense yeah. paid trip. Drop her off in Afghanistan. For Set a, up the Kickstarter. Do it right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm just like to say, Gibson, go. Gibson, go. I'm just guessing that she just needs a little education. Yeah, I, I just you know. <sighs> It's almost like the show with Vody. Remember when he said stop right yeah. at the beginning of the first clip? Stop, 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 stop. This is a show yeah. that's on a national yeah. televised yeah. channel yeah. Mm-hmm. called The View, right. yeah. hosted all women. by women. Ne- and none of them are wearing hijabs. And sometimes they are inappropriately dressed. Right. Yeah. And, and none of them are wearing hijabs. All them yeah. can vote. Yeah. No submission <laughs> head coverings. Also, I'd like to point out, no hijabs. No hijabs. I mean, I can see your full face. Uh, and and they, you know, they, nobody is there making stoning them. Yep. Yep. Nope. Nobody is outside yep. protesting yep. them. Yep. There and they are, drove there. There are no mercy <laughs> they killings. There. They might even have driver's they, licenses. They might have driver's license. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. says yeah. that she. Now yeah. listen. Okay, so you take the wildest side of the Christian right. I'm the wildest yeah. side. Right, right, right. And yeah. still, yeah. I mean, and right. still, like the <laughs> Taliban for real, lady. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Right. So our boy Mason Goodnight, who we had on on Monday. Yeah. Okay. He was the uh, sheriff deputy. Sher- sheriff deputy who's involved and uh, responsible for the jails. Yeah. Um, he got fired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, we, for, we, for for not wanting to um, touch women inappropriately. Yeah, or, or to, for not wanting to go through the transgendered new um, regulations that for were not implementing to in touch the jail women yeah, inappropriately. That's, right, that's, right, that's better. Fine, yeah. fine. I'll yeah. give you that. And he wanted to say what God said about who that person was. Right. Right. So so his firing squad, <laughs> the board that fired him, uh, the, the board that fired him gave him a chance to just. To clear his to name. Clear his there's, name. A, there's a name clearing hearing. So he had like 20. A name yeah. clearing hearing. Yeah. yeah, like he had like 15 minutes or whatever. Oh, it was longer than that. He had close to an hour. Okay. okay. And and so this, I mean, this is what Christian evangelical is all about. This has nothing to do with Taliban. Go ahead, roll the clip. I don't want that. Pray for repentance. But if a flood of inmates start coming in claiming to be transgender, if deputies start saying they're transgender, if people start saying, no, I'm not doing this, and the already drastically criminally understaffed jail becomes even less staffed because they can't keep 
deputies working there, it's going to be worse chaos. This is an evil Pandora's box that should never have been even considered, let alone opened. Yes. Yes. And I did what I could to keep it from being open, and I did so reasonably, diligently, faithfully, respectfully. Yes. And I'm here today in that same vein, not to clear my name, but because someone gave me a platform to speak the truth, to preach the gospel, to call you to Amen. repentance, Amen. to pray that Jesus Christ would save you from your sins, each one of you, and that Jesus Christ would be glorified in the sheriff's office. That Jesus Christ would be glorified, glorified in the sheriff's office. Yep. I didn't come here to clear my name. I came here to preach the gospel. <laughs> But it's so good. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great line. That's like that's like Paul, <laughs> like you know the Apostle Paul. I just so you know, I'm not here to clear my name. But what what he? I'm here because you gave me a platform. He's right. I yeah. mean, he's whatever the stopgap that he was mm. for this transgender culture to happen. And I mean, you remember he was already he already mentioned and referenced several uh, lascivious situations that are already happening in the jail right. yards. Right. We let men and women integrate out in the jail yards for a while. And we yeah. stopped that, right? Because babies were happening, right? Well, uh, you know, and James O'Keefe's story that we played on on, uh, uh, right. uh, on, on that same show, same show where, where you know yep. he's he's doing this interview with with these gals in, in the Washington State prisons, mm -hmm. where where guys claiming to be women are now being housed, yep. and you show up and you got a guy in your cell, yep. and then they're plotting together to you know have the million dollar baby or whatever yep. so that they can you know. Uh, claim they've been raped and uh, yeah and this is a small roseburg's a small town I, I in oregon yeah and and he's the yeah, but he's like this is a this, pandora's box yeah Pandora, pandora's I'm, box. I'm extremely concerned though because the last couple of years especially in the last three years because of the pandemic and just the breakdown of morality in the culture you're starting to see Christians retract from certain places that used to be they were splattered all over the place, right? Yeah. And this is, again, back to Aaron Wren's negative world. And and because Christians are coming out of these environments where they're getting kicked out and forced, forced out, out right. um, you, you don't expect to have the same sort of morality of standard of man in there. It only takes one, right? right? It only takes one good man to stand up before right. other men are like, you know, that's a good point. I'm not going to do that. Right. That's bad. When you start pulling them out of the system— and removing them out of the system, those systems themselves can't hold up. And it's the same right. way that you're starting to see, like, what is it, uh, the, the saying that, um, I think it was Adams that said, our constitution is made for moral people right. and unholy uh, likely for any other. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when you lose a moral people, even, no matter what kind of laws you put in place, no matter how you try and dress it up, the whole thing is going to collapse. And so when you're going to have, things will get worse in one sense, because you're going to have the removal of light in the environment, right? right? The salt is not in That's the right. meat that, anymore. That was just what I was thinking about and, was the salt and light language. Is that, I mean, Christians really are light and salt That's where they right. are when, when, they're, when they're faithful. And what that means is that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone around you is a regenerate Christian. Right. But, um, but oftentimes, God uses that salt and light to at least prick something in their consciences that even if they don't understand why— that light helps them to see a little more clearly about the image of God, about justice, about something, and you can have a more healthy culture in that place of work. And so this has happened for a long time in the military. This has happened a long time in the medical industry and and other and, and, and in justice. But but what's happening is you're right. Christians are being driven out of there, um, or they're they're being forced to go underground or whatever. Sure. And um, and that's going to have disastrous effects on our society where you're not going to find the basic standards of biblical morality in these places anymore. Well, and that's, that's the second thing I wanted to say on this. You know, we are seeing that we need a parallel economy. 
kind of late. You know, praise God for guys like Pastor Doug Wilson who have saw saw this like 30 some odd years ago his, years and ago. his dad, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. also, you know, praise God for men like that. They started building before parallel economy became something that was a cool term. Right. Right. Praise right. God for that. Mm-hmm. But people don't understand that they're coming in in the last three years, building these economic relationships. But it's going to have to be more than just business transactions. You're going to have to build a morality for that to be established on. And then from that, what happens when you and me have a situation that our son steals from somebody over there? How are we going to engage that? What's going to be? We we can't go to the police anymore. Right. right? We can't go to the courts. We're going to have to be a court unto ourselves now. That's another type of parallel we're going to have to be developing. What is going to be the standard that rules between me and you that we can come to justice without having to go to a broken system? Right. That's where we're coming to. Now now you're starting to sound like Dearborn. All right. Well, well. Uh, we'll we'll get into the, I'll, I'll, the I'll, Taliban view. Well, well we're going to have, but there's going to have to be some sort of yeah. morality that supersedes that right. of where that's currently right. has authority. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think people don't understand. Like, so parallel economy, like to actually function, means an entire culture. Yeah, and it means an entire city. Right. I mean that, that that's what we're talking about, and that's what he's describing. Is it's like you got to have every you know everything everything, yeah. and um you know and you got to start where you are. Right. The yeah. most basic economy, uh, but, the most basic um, relationship in a good economy is trust, and 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 that is built in Christian families. That's right. Well, that's, that's what right. economy means. Yeah, no, no, no. Econome, right? House law. Yeah. What is being developed and built there in the house yeah. that th- is going to live out beyond it? You yeah. know. Yeah. So, I, go ahead, Gabe. I was just going to turn it into Vivek, but uh, yeah, one let's more. go because I got some stuff for Here, that. Let me invite people to a conference okay. first, and then okay. we'll go to Vivek okay. and Don Lemon. <laughs> That's Don Lemon. Give me a break first. <laughs> this, this year, our Fight Laugh Feast conference is at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky, and mm. the theme is the politics of six day creation. You want to sign up for it now. Mm-hmm. The politics of six day creation is the difference between a fixed standard of justice and a careening standard of justice. The relativism that uh, it's the difference between the corrosive relativism that creates mobs and anarchy and Mm. looting and the freedom of objectivity, truth and due process. The politics of six day creation establishes the authority and sufficiency of God's word for all of life. From what is a man, what is a woman, when does human life begin, how is human society best organized, what is justice, Mm. all these things. So come here, Ken Ham, Pastor Doug Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Gordon Wilson, Dr. Joe, can I say that? I can say that. Dr. Joe Rigney. Yes. Yeah. Hey, man. Looking forward to having you there. I'll be there. The boys will be there. Of course, a live cross-politics show. Mark your calendars for October 11th through the 14th as we fight, laugh, and feast with beer and psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, rowdy Christian merch, a Sabbath feast to wrap up the occasion, and maybe an infant baptism while we're at it. We well, always, the Ark Encounter was. Uh, the, yeah. the ark, it, Everybody it who goes in the Ark has been infant baptized. Yeah, that's what, that's what, <laughs> that's what Pete, First Peter says. <laughs> Visit fightlaughfeast.com for more information. Just kidding about the Kind of. All right. So I already apologized about the view, and apparently, this is I, just a show full of apologies. A, yeah. So, show full of apologies here. I, this is a clip from Don Lemon. Yeah. It's kind of um, insulting Don that you're saying that to me uh, yeah. without having the color of skin that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa. It went there. It went there quick. You just hang on. So, Vivek. Yeah. Yeah. Vivek is a, as a presidential candidate, and here's for the, this video's a mishmash. We we matched two things together because we wanted to set it up. And so well, no. This see. is how this is the start of the clip. 
Oh, for them, for yeah, CNN, too. CNN. They just okay. tightened it. No, they, they, they tightened it. All right. So roll the clap. I want you to raise your hand if you know when the first anti-gun laws were passed in this country. Raise your hand if you do. 1865. You want to know when it happened? We fought a civil war in this country to give black Americans the equal protection under the law that we failed to secure them in 1776. But then you want to know what happened? Southern states passed anti-gun laws that stopped black people from owning guns. The Democrat Party then, as in now, wanted to put them back in chains. I don't really see what one has to do with the other, especially consider and using the Civil War to talk about black Americans. That war was not fought for black people to have guns. That's 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 not well, that war was fought for black people to have freedoms in this country. Yeah. Actually, that's why the Civil War was fought. Okay. And the sad that part about fought it. For, for black people to have guns. I think actually, you know, no funny fact is black people did not get to enjoy the other freedoms until their Second Amendment rights were secured. Ooh. And I think that that's black, one of the lessons that we learned. aren't allowed to enjoy the freedoms. I disagree well with you country. on that, Don. I disagree with you. And I think you're doing a disservice well, to our country okay. by failing to recognize when the you, fact that we have you equality are in black skin and you live in this country, then you can disagree with me. But we're not. You mentioned it here. That I disagree. Wow. Different Don, I think Melanin we have to be able here. to talk about these issues in the open, regardless of the color of our skin. Black Americans today, to say that, compare that to 1865 and 1964, absolutely have equal rights Actually, I, I think it's insulting to black people. It's insulting to me as an African-American. I don't want to sit here and argue with you because it's infuriating for you to put that, to put those things together. It's not right. Your telling of history is wrong. Your, what, what, you're what part thinking, of the history was wrong? What, 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 what part of the history, history was wrong? That the Civil War was fought. You're making people think that the Civil War was fought for black people, only for black people to get guns and for black people to the have The Civil War was fought for rights. black people in this country to get freedoms, a noble mission. And I think that... It, even yes, after, right. even after we succeeded, to, to we had to actually secure those freedoms. It, to reduce it in a speech at the NRA to say you're making people think, or you're trying to say that black people um, to get guns, that was, that, that was the reason that you're there at the NRA. That was the reason for, uh, for the Civil War. It I is think a that's fact. reductive. It's not and reductive, I think it's Don. insulting. There are a whole plethora of reasons that I, for look, the Civil with War. With due respect, I find, I find your explanation reductive and actually insulting, <laughs> including to black Americans, to say that black people today, compared to 1964, 1865, haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured. And the Second Amendment was black part people, of the Hang on, please. Freedom. I cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking to me in my ear. So <laughs> I, hang on one second. So to say that, that black people, say what you said again. Black people secured their freedoms after the Civil War. It is a historical fact, Don. Just study it. Only after their Second Amendment rights had, were secured. They were not fact. secured their freedoms after the Civil War. That is not, you're, you are discounting the, uh, Reconstruction. You're discounting a whole host of things that happened after the Civil War when it comes to African Americans, including the whole reason that the Civil Rights Movement happened is because black people did not secure their freedoms after the Civil War. And, and that things turned around. People would tried to change the freedoms that were supposed to And you know how they the got Civil it? War they got their Second Amendment rights and they actually got, the NRA played a big role in that. But today, down the, the final, NRA did the, not play a big role. They that train that black Americans how to use firearms. That's a lie. That's at, not. The NRA actually, did not play a big role. This is just historical fact. It's not a historical the, fact. The, the part that I just find because you say it's a historical the fact. Part that I find insulting fact. is when you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have the gone through that I the civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African American about the rights and what you find insulting about the the, the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's where you and I have the freedoms that black and white that black people don't have in this country, and that black people do have. Well, here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to 
express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate without me regarding views, you as a black man, but me regarding here, you as a fellow citizen. That you're That's sitting what I think here, whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever ethnicity about I'm what tell it's you. like to be black. <laughs> whatever America. ethnicity I'm, I'm I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this debate. On the content of the ideas. You should do it in an honest way and in a fair way. And what you're doing is not an honest and fair way. Okay? With, with, we appreciate you coming on. With Thank due respect, Don, I look Thank forward to continuing that conversation. We'll Thank continue you. The conversation. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you, Papa. We'll talk about China. Yes, talk about China. Next time you come back. Oh, thank you. Much to say on declaring independence from China. Okay. Something you can, can move on, on now, please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Wow. I'm just going to start doing that. We can move on. Now. Can we move can, on, can Gabe? We move can on we move now, on now? Gabe, 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 Gabe. Roll your eyes. Can we move on? Roll your eyes strongly. Can we move on now? So who want to go first? I mean, there's... So much wrong. I mean, was, um, first of all, Don Lemon appealing to the color of his skin. Like, don't argue with me. You can't tell me yeah. what you're saying based off. Of, you aren't black. Uh, that's just silly. I um, can hear you. You weren't black enough to make that statement. Gabe. <laughs> you were blacker right, than right, Don right, Lemon. Right. But, but also, but, like, but, I mean, talk about a privileged guy. Right. Don. But do I get a little bit more privilege because my skin's just a little bit? You're actually more fair than Gabe, so oh, I don't know if you—you you yeah. might have to borrow some capital. And I do tan up pretty you, well. It's kind of like give you some of mine. My tan—I turn—I turn cinnamon chocolate. You know, light chocolate. Go ahead, Pastor. I'm, I'm like I'm like Norwegian guy who got stuck in an igloo for years. Um, no, I just—I I think. I mean, the thing that's highlighted here is—I mean. Yeah, this is not um they're not Don is not willing to have an actual reasonable conversation. <laughs> Are they ever? Um no. no yeah. But but I, I think that's like, you know, that's that's where we're we're at and we're and we are there because we have a, had a massive breakdown in trust. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um and every mm. everything is manipulation. Everything is fear. Um it's fear of what the other guys trying to get from me, a take from me. Mm. Um, we, we, we talked about, we, we saw the looting yesterday in Chicago when we were talking about those kids, those teenagers. Um, and I think this is, this is, this is that, that, I mean, when you have parents like this, you get kids like that. Come on. When when you, when you get catechized in this, you get kids like that. So this is, this is, I mean, I have no reason to think that Don Lemon doesn't, you know, talk to his family like this. I, you you he don't have one though. Yeah, well, because they've seen him on the show. Well, he's a homo. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know, but whatever. You know, his yeah, yeah. his mom. Yeah, his dad, his brother, his sister. Yeah, um, whatever. Um, it, I mean, this is this is. Well, they probably have to be gay to talk to him oh, like that. Maybe so. Yeah. And probably, you don't know. You are gay. So. Yeah, probably <laughs> right. so. Probably. But but that's that's the thing is this is like in the name of like finding yourself. You lost that's right humanity. Mm-hmm. You lost community in the name of finding some deep identity. You've destroyed um, community. You've destroyed love. You destroyed trust, right? In the name of love, um, and then and then you, you know then he just he's just insulting um, Vivek, whatever color he is, yeah, right, whatever, whatever nationality, what, what, whatever wow. ethnicity you are. That was incredible. Right. Like, and, wow. if any, and if anybody did that to Don, yeah, that, you know they'd be burned at the stake. That would have been like if I would have expected racism to come from the other side, yeah. right, yeah. Don? Yeah. Whatever you yeah. are, right? But uh, but I think but I think that's what you're seeing is what we're what we're seeing is. The breakdown of trust, the breakdown of communication, and what happens when you have people that are full of guilt and shame and fear. Mm. Um, mm. You, you, communication breaks down. It drives people apart. And then what That's you're right. left with is emoting in, at each other. And, mm. and this is you know sort of semi-respectable emoting at one another 
you know, they have a suit and tie on mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah. even then, it's like, you know, but we're done. We're moving on. Yeah. You know, th- th- this, is, this, is, this is not an actual civil conversation. Oh, and um, You can't have them anymore. No. Right? But this is, but this, is be- this is because um, we are enslaved to fear. Okay, so, you know, when, um, when Vivek started, he started off with the first laws, gun law, anti-gun laws yeah, in America. Yeah, right. I want to start there, but I'm, I'm going to try and make a bigger point. So just give me a second to try and build on this. Um, you know, we talked about this before. There's nothing probably been more systematically racist than, than anti-gun laws. Right. right? They, the, the first yeah. anti-gun laws were forced were upon black Americans. Yeah. If that was freed black slaves, right? Mm. That was the thing they started. And it started really in um, 1664. This was the first law in the colony of Virginia that mentioned African Americans was in 1664, the act that barred free blacks from owning firearms. Wow. And it, it only keeps going from there. Um the act of uh, bettering ordering of the Negro slaves was enacted in 1712, which included provisions addressing firearm ownership by blacks. Virginia also passed an act of uh, preventing Negroes insurrections act. So they couldn't have guns, by the way, uh, Negroes of insurrection the, the, act, the, the Negro is that the title, is that the title of the act <laughs> insurrection act? Yeah. But Negroes an act of for preventing act. Negroes, no, Negro insurrection, the act for preventing Negro insurrections. Yeah. Um, Delaware instituted a law in December of 1831 that required free blacks to obtain a firearms like firearms license are racist, by the way, yeah. inherently. They're not just racist, but they're classes. Right. Right. So eventually, so let me just finish reading this. So that was in 1831. Um, what they started doing as you continue to see through time was that they started merge. They couldn't be directly focused on black people anymore. So they started focusing on class. And they started merging certain things together. So it was a low class white Americans and black Americans, and they put them all together. And so they even had acts that prevented you from owning cheap firearms, Hmm. low budget firearms. It's just all over the place. And so what I want to say is that so you have this going on since the beginning so here, Vivek it, was right, but he didn't go back far enough. He didn't go back far enough. Could have gone back and, far enough. And so the NRA's part in that is it's for Well, he's me, right in the sense that our nation, as a nation, this is before our nation was formed, you know. Or forming. During the colonies, yeah. Yeah, yeah but our, our nation didn't officially officialize until 1776. So, sure. I mean, he's right in that sense. Yeah, but it, still, you have it going on even then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Right, 1830s. Yeah, 1830s as well. Right. So I just want to bring this part up. So um, as... You have this establishment in America where you have a group of people who don't have all of the voter rights. Let's say, so 1864, particularly, he wanted to camp out at. So you have a group of people who don't have the voting rights. They can't own firearms, right? They don't have everything that even the Civil War fought for them to have. Um, I want to say the firearms part, extremely important. The Colfax massacre um, that happened in Louisiana, right. the only reason that that took place wasn't because there were just racist white people that that, that were there, the, the KKK and the Ku Klux Klan, all the whatever. There was the fact they ran out of ammo. They could have continued to fight off. These were soldiers, but they ran out of ammo. Guns and ammo was essential for these people to be able to defend their own freedoms. This is after Reconstruction, right? This is after they had the chance to vote. They voted in people who would thought would benefit them best and then so anyway i just want to say it's important that black people and minorities and americans and free men have guns period all right but i want to point this out while they didn't have guns these were some of the most effective culture building people in our nation they had all the limitations that we don't want right now we're talking about our ability to be able to be heard in voting we're talking about their second amendment rights being taken away 
our freedom of speech taken. We have a history already of Americans who didn't have those rights. And yet, because of their faithfulness to God, loving their wives, raising families in the fear and admonition of the Lord, building that parallel economy, right? right. It wasn't open to everybody. They just, amongst themselves, they right. built it. How do we deal with each other? It was right there. It was. We see a perfect example in the past where all these things were taken away, and yet a group of people flourished in America. And while we're afraid of all these things, and I don't want to lose my ability to vote. I don't want to lose my First Amendment. I don't want to lose my Second Amendment. But let me tell you something. Faithfulness to God and the way that God has made the world allows us, even with all those things gone, to be able to have success, right? And it will be tough. It will be hard. It will take a lot of effort. But if we give ourselves to the basic principles of God, then regardless of how our voting is allowed or whether or not we can have guns, we will still be able to have success. And and so well, uh, now I was just going to throw kind of throw something ahead. in there. Yeah, I'm just I'm going to say. And and the thing is, is what you're doing when you're um, he is faithful in little, right? Will be faithful in much. And and I don't think we understand that being faithful in all those little things yes. when you don't have the big things, yeah, right? Is asking God to bless you with the big things. Mm-hmm. But what we frequently want to do is we want to jump the gun, pun intended, I guess. Mm. We we want to go right up to the— you have to, a license for that? No, I don't. Okay. Um, I, we we want to go all the way up to the big things. Mm-hmm. And this is, we actually talked That's about this right. a little bit yesterday, but it's like mm-hmm. I, I don't trust you with those big things. Right. I mean, we have voting rights now. I'm, go ahead. I'm and we're, say and this. We're, go ahead. And we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Pun, mm-hmm. pun intended. Yeah. So good, Toby. <laughs> you're, going, you're killing it. I'm just you're doing killing it. it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> This is for you, Gabe. This is for you and like three dads out there who you're, like dad you're jokes. You're killing it, man. <laughs> wow. Knox was making a really deep point. And yeah, just, no, it's just good. It. Yeah. No, no. But but no, that's, that's the thing though. Is we we like we are right now, we have those big rights. Yes. And we are doing nothing with them. And we're making abortion we, we, legal we keep, in Michigan. We keep electing wicked and uh-huh. evil people and fools. Mm-hmm. And mm. they rule over us because we deserve them, because we selected them, because we chose them. And then and then we complain. Um, and then we go right back to the same idol again. Mm-hmm. Rather than trusting in God, building families, building businesses, building churches, raising our children in the admonition of the Lord. But there's wisdom in the process. And so if you are not in the word, Raising your children, loving your wife, respecting your husband, building a Christian community, and doing that over the long haul. I'll say it again. I don't trust That's you right. with your gun. That's I right. don't trust you in the ballot box. I don't trust you with all these other freedoms of, of speech and so forth. Now, do I want to throw those away? No, I don't. Absolutely not. But you, you, have, to, you have to learn wisdom. That's right. And, and, and you, you don't just get to the, to the microphone and have something smart to say. I mean, you will end up like Don Lemon. Yeah. A, a yeah. fool. Yeah. Okay. That, that's. I mean. That. That's what you get. I mean, I mean. Who can't have a rational conversation? Can't have a rational conversation. Yeah. Part of what has really annoyed me about the fight in the racial stuff, particularly critical race theory, and the way that Marxism has des- is designed to separate people groups. It separates them for a reason. Yeah. So they won't be unified. But it separates them so that they can't have the covenantal history. <laughs> That they need to have. We have a history. 
in what has happened in America in the past, black history that has happened. White folks, that's your history too. Right. Right? Do you understand me? You can grab one and say, oh, look, we have a historical uh, 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 notebook of what happened in the past. Maybe we can learn something from this. Because you're right, Pastor. If we don't have these things intact, we are going to be powerless even though we have voting rights, even though we have gun rights, even though we have um, you know, uh, the, the freedom to move about and to buy businesses. If we don't have First Amendment rights, if we don't have the intact families, if we don't have true worship— then all of that is just going to be a weapon against us at the end right. of the day. Right. <laughs> it's not right. going to help right. us build. Well, I mean, now this Marxism is being extended towards us. Right. So all these classes, races, all these boxes that politicians want to form and put people in, um, it's happening now. Right. Are you pro-life? Right. When's the last time you went to a pro-life, you know, a, a Planned Parenthood? You could probably get arrested now for that. Were you on the January 6th? Right, law? right. You know? Right. All these all these classes are now going they're trying to define conservatives now and they're going right after us and arresting us and the FBI is exploring us and all that stuff. Right. Right. Well and, and but too many Christians I think actually are taking the bait on that too. Yeah, yeah they are. And they're, sure, certainly. And yeah. they're and they're and they're saying, you know, fine, I, I am that. You know, I am that yeah. whatever I am. I'm a white nationalist or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and just taking the the labels and saying yeah. fine and then playing running their play for them. Right. And and I think but, but the part of the point is is like Christians haven't had a we haven't we've known it we don't like the class thing, but we don't speak out against it. And now that the class thing is coming after us, yeah. the definitional class war yeah. is coming after pro life white Christians. Yeah. Um now they're they're playing some of them are playing into the bait like you you were just saying. Right. No, I th- and I think the thing is is the reason why CNN doesn't mind this on at all. Um even with Vivek getting a couple of seconds of sanity. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Uh, the, the reason yeah. they don't care. Whatever color he is. What, what the, <laughs> oh whatever ethnicity you are. Yeah. Um, the, the reason is, is because this is the play. The reason why they divide us into these superficial classes yeah. is because they want us to fight. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. And they want the anarchy. They want the chaos because then someone has to step in and save us. Mm-hmm. And that someone is going to be the state. Yeah, that's that's right. that, that's that's their savior is is this, you know, socialist utopian state, this right. whatever you want to call it. And and so part of what we need to do is you just look at this and you just just chuckle, laugh. Yeah. Silly. This is this is, you know, daycare gone, you know, bad. You know, this is just these are these, <laughs> yeah. are, these are people that, you know, should have had a few more spankings when they were little. Yeah. And, and they're in and needed a few more hugs. Yeah. And 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 so. We should redouble our efforts and say, you know what? You know what my response is to that? I'm going to go home and I'm going to love my wife and I'm going to read a really good story after dinner Mm -hmm. and we're going to sing together and we're going to laugh together and I'm going to kiss my wife and, um, and, and I'm going to live in a microcosm before God asking him to take the grace that he's given to us in our family and multiply it. Mm. Right. That's, that's what, that's their, that's their chaos. Mm-hmm. And but we've been given grace. We've been given peace. We've been reconciled to the Father through the Son. We've been reconciled to one another. We belong to one another in covenant, in families and in churches. And so we're going to gather together on the Lord's Day in worship. We're going to gather together in our homes. We're going to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And we need to see it as our resistance. That's we're, right. We're not going to play right. into the fight. We're not going to play into their um, their silliness. Um, we've been given light, and we're going to walk in the light. Mm-hmm. Amen, Toby. So, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. Toby just said this. Kids, Toby just said this. Go 
baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Another significant contributor to skyrocketing tuition is the amenities arms race, the nonstop contest to build, 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 and the expectation that our college campuses provide a resort-like amenities package. Now, on the one hand, you need buildings to house your college. I have no objection to the president who is raising money to build classrooms for his students. That is, in fact, what I spend much of my own time doing. But colleges are less interested in building simple lecture halls and are now consumed with climbing walls, lazy rivers, hot tubs, and various spa facilities. And the most important amenity of all for the American college campus is the football team. Now, I actually love competitive sports quite a lot and believe that they can bring a great deal to the educational process. That said, college sports in America have had a disastrous effect on the quality of college education. For instance, in my home state of Idaho, do you know who is the top paid state employee? The answer is the head coach of the Boise State University football team, who makes $1.4 million annually. And the BSU coach literally makes twice the salary of the next guy down the list of highest paid state of Idaho employees, who happens to be the BSU basketball coach. On the one hand, if you know anything about BSU football, this salary actually makes sense. And so I understand why whoever is going to coach this team would rate such a salary. But it only makes sense if you ignore a lot of nonsense first. Why is an athletic team given such lopsided preference at the college? The simple answer is that the college football team is more important than the academic program. From a financial perspective, with the exception of a very small handful of football powerhouses, colleges lose money on their athletic programs every year. So what is the motivation for keeping these money-sucking programs afloat? The truth is that considered on their own, the athletic programs make no sense. But considered from a marketing recruitment perspective, college athletics are ridiculously effective. This is known as the Flutie effect, named after Doug Flutie and his Hail Mary pass in 1984 that led Boston College to an unlikely victory over the University of Miami and to a brief surge in applicants in the following years. While the Flutie effect plagues our larger Division I schools, there is another phenomenon, one quite opposite the Flutie effect, which I think plagues our smaller Division III colleges. I'll call it the Rudy effect, partly because of the 1993 movie and partly because I'm trying to be clever and rhyme with Flutie. When a college like my own New St. Andrews College wants to grow, the single most successful growth strategy is simply to add athletic teams. By doing that, you're able to capitalize on the crushed hopes of all the high school kids who spent their high school years dreaming not of being a college student, but of being a college athlete, who nevertheless were not good enough to be recruited by a school of any significance. These students will enroll in your college with little to no scholarship money, purely for the chance to live out their dream of being a college athlete. Of course, in order to keep these students enrolled, the colleges have to significantly dilute the academic integrity of their program. So why are colleges supporting these athletic programs? Because the existence of these programs increases recruitment substantially. So when a prospective student visits a university, his visit will be dominated by touring the various extracurricular amenities and athletic spectacles, none of which will contribute to his education in any substantive way. As I've already mentioned, I love athletic competition, and I can also appreciate the need to build campus buildings. But these things should serve the education rather than the education serving these things. We've spent the last year covering the problem with Big Ed on our blog and on our YouTube channel. 
If you are new here or returning to view this series and you would like to follow this conversation, please go to our YouTube channel and click subscribe and click the bell icon to receive notifications when we publish new content. Or visit nsa.edu and click on the blog to read more in-depth analysis of this topic. Thank you.